Basically, this is the second of three films mm -hmm. that tell one story, and they were originally called The Adventures of Luke Skywalker, and uh, it just was too big to get on the marquee. It just so happens that the next trilogy after the next film will go 20 years earlier and tell of the young Alec Guinness character and how Darth Vader came to power, and then we wouldn't be involved in those. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You're on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 79 of... The Sith List. I'm your host, Taraj Dolachahi, and today I'm not flying solo. I huh? got, you like that? Huh? <laughs> I got some amazing, cool peeps next to me, co-hosting, like they always do, the young, the restless, Carlos Burguello. The man that was bleeding last week. The man that had holes all over his mouth, or inside of his mouth. Just one, dude. What is the Extraction that? Jackson. Less is more. Gonzalez. Oh, you sound so somber and sad. Because it got holes in them. No, I got earbuds in my ear, so I can't really hear what's going on. <laughs> the man we call the hair. The man. Just the fucking man. I got just nothing. the man. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of a song. <laughs> Fuck. The man we just call the fucking man. The man. Eric. I'm going to come up with a song real quick. Just give me, Eric, give me a band. Just throw, throw an 80s band out there. Throw an 80s rock band out Dockin'. there. Of all fucking Dockin'. bands, you can throw me fucking Dawkin. I love it, dude. Oh, I got it. I got it. Eric. Struthers. <laughs> that, that's rat, but yeah, cool, man. I know that was rat. I know that was rat. I refuse to, <laughs> I, I refuse to do a Dawkin song. Because <laughs> I can't think of a Dawkin well, song right now. That's fine, but just just a quick side note: Warren D. Martini, the lead guitar player for Rat, and George Lentz, the guitar player for Dokken in their heyday, had very similar styles and collaborated a lot together. And very few people sound like they do. Well, see, that may be good or bad. It comes full circle. It really does. I was I was never into Dokken. I, I thought Rat was really cool. I thought they were cool, but I wasn't really into Dokken. I do admit though that Lynch was a stud. Here's the thing. Yeah, dude, I want to ask you a question here. Do you remember I'm a ready. band with a great, amazing guitarist? Never got big. He got big amongst guitarists and professional guitarists and people that wanted to be professional guitarists. But it was a band called Racer X. Yeah, Paul Gilbert. Paul you're gonna Gilbert. Say. Paul Gilbert. That's right. Okay. And was it Paul yeah, Gilbert? Wasn't he the first one to use like power tools on his guitars, and then Eddie kind of like <laughs> copied him? Yeah, I mean, what Paul Gilbert's thing was, he had made this pick. 
that it was basically like three picks that were hooked together and he'd pulled the drill up close and let it just (laughs) well but it was just to be funny you know yeah and then eddie took it and made music out of it see it comes full circle to music (laughs) doesn't it when we have eric struthers (laughs) if you want to listen to like a really hip paul gilbert song man that'll sort of give you an idea what racer x was all about look at the song technical difficulties it's really cool yeah i had that on steel show the other day hmm yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, technical difficulties. I can't. I just had a mini stroke too. I guess I can't speak. <laughs> it's okay. Carries on. Oh, anyway, anyway, let's start the podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to episode seventy nine. We are going to do some crazy breakdown of the solo trailer. Now we're not going to get into this like three hour solo every scene cut in and out and what is this and that. But we are going to talk a lot about the solo trailers, the teasers. If you do want a great breakdown, there's a couple of places you can listen to. I was on Steel's podcast, Steel Wars Live Call-In Show, and we had a bunch of people call in, and they gave their interpretation of the trailers and what they thought about it, and Steel did a great job of, of kind of like gauging what people thought, and overall, pretty good, uh, pretty uh, high praise for the trailer. And I know Rogue One just came out today with their trailer breakdown. And I know I haven't listened to it yet, but I know the rogue one trailer breakdowns are crazy detailed. Cause I've been on one of them. So listen to that one. And I'm sure you did too, right? Yeah, man. We talked about it on the bad motivators this week. We didn't get as much into breaking it down as just, you know, overall, what do you think, man? What do you think about solo? And that's what we're going to do today. But there yeah. are, there are some cool little Easter eggs, what I think are Easter eggs, which I haven't divulged to Eric or any of these guys. Maybe they're not Easter eggs. Maybe just everybody just saw them and went, you idiot. They're right there in front of everybody. So, <laughs> all right. We are a part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. That includes Rogue One, Star Wars Podcast for Winners. Now This is Podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiots Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. All right, so check out those great podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter, at the Sithless, boo. At the Sithless, boo. Crunch Crunch is Extraction Hole. <laughs> at Less is More 78. The man that wishes he was Paul Gilbert, but he wasn't Paul Gilbert, but he thinks he's Paul Gilbert now. At Eric Strathers. That's right. And you can also find our stuff on Tee Public. We have shirts. And there, here's the cool thing, guys. Mm. That's what I wanted to say. We have a new logo, kind of. Yeah, I saw that. What do you think about it? I dig it. I, I, I'm glad that I just decided to change things without asking you guys. I apologize. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was looking and I saw I'm that so you retweeted sorry. something. I should have actually talked to all of you guys first, but I was so excited <laughs> about it. Our One of the listeners and friends, Simon, who was at Steele's live event that we all met. Yes. Um, I didn't get to meet him because he was standing right, standing right next to me and I didn't know who he was. <laughs> Even though I've talked to him on Twitter that a bunch of times. happened a lot, man. Yeah. We're standing yeah, next to people and they're like. Yeah, hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. Introduce yourselves, please. Please, yes, guys. Said, tell us your Twitter handle. Yeah. Something I last felt something so bad. We've because, retweeted. We just just yeah. let us know, please. Come up to because us. Because I hi. wanted to talk to him the whole night. And yeah. I think I tweeted him the next day, dude, were you there? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, I was standing right next to you the whole night. So I felt like a big dick. Yeah. But he hit me up uh, and he does design work and he's amazing at mm-hmm. it. And he's like, Anytime you guys need any design help, I was like, dude, we that's all we need <laughs> yes. is design help. <laughs> So he came up with that thing within like an hour. Five minutes, And yeah. uh, it's like clean mm-hmm. and like exactly what I want. I just told him, give, can you send something that's clean and gets to the point? That's and right. he sent that very cool logo. And he's going to work on some other stuff for us. That's Streamlined, fantastic. Streamlined, nice and tight. Yes. Whoa. What'd yeah. you say? Yeah.
Easy, rein it in, man. Slow down. We don't have Emily here to rein yeah. us in, guys. Stream slow down, and nice slow and down. Tight. She kicked the barn door down last week, so <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. So, uh, Simon, <laughs> thank you so much. We yes, all want to say thank, thank you. you. And uh, hopefully we get to see you in the next deal event, yes. which should be coming up in March. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And look for the logo on other things like shirts, and he's going to work on other stuff. So we really... Let's talk a little solo. You're Han Solo. I used to be. There was some rumblings about mm. a solo teaser. Mm. And God, were we wrong? I would listen to our podcast last week, and we're wrong and right. The day after we came out with the podcast, there started to be rumors about them releasing on Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and then during the podcast, I said, what is going on? We're three days away, and they haven't even announced they're going to release a teaser or any kind of news. So they actually did do that. They released a teaser for the Super Bowl. You all know. You've yep. all seen it a thousand times. And then they released a full-length teaser on Good Morning America. So you want to make a difference? Yeah. Trust me, you're going to love it. And which branch are you interested in joining? I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Your name? I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. I might be the only person. Who knows? What you really are. What's that? Thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. All right, Struthers, I want you to walk us through what you think about this trailer. Okay. All right, cool. Well, first of all, I got to say, I really like the strategy of the teaser in the Super Bowl being different footage than the teaser we saw on good morning America the next day mm-hmm. and sort of like the narrative of the whole thing where you've got this like Imperial recruiting officer talking to Han Solo and they go a while without showing Alden's face. You know what I mean? As far yeah. as like with words coming out of it, I thought it was, it was, it was kind of cool the way they went about it. And then, you know, the one we saw on GMA it's a little more action packed. We get to see a little more of what's going on. 
and they're taking some a little bit longer in, in between beats so that you can oh I, I I see what this scene's about I see what's going on here we get to some dialogue from Woody Harrelson we get uh you know some dialogue from the character Kira that's very obviously spliced up because I may be the only one who knows the way that who is there's some some kind of gap in there just we're gonna throw that out there right now <laughs> which really are and you know the coolest thing about it is that just when you think the trailer's over there's more i really like that and you know obviously it makes really fine editing point for them to stop it's like okay we have this much money to spend on this commercial we'll just stop right here right but some standout moments in the trailer for, for me okay seeing the falcon in action they you know aren't making a huge deal about the fact that it looks different like they're not beating you over the head with it in the in the video and it honestly it didn't register to me oh hey i better look and make sure that it's this version and not this version it just the whole thing the way it was penned together really worked out man so let me ask you guys this I realize that was really vague overview, but that's just the general gist of no, it. No, no, that's action, okay because we'll get we'll action, get into yeah we'll it. get into it right now. What was your favorite moment out of either one of them? Like visually, what stuck out to you? The the scene at the end of the actual the Good Morning America trailer where you see the Falcon running away from uh, from the Star Destroyer and it does. A a barrel uh was it barrel barrel, barrel yeah three sixty yeah sure well uh, that and smacks a tie fighter out of the out of the way and then Han Solo's like yeah I know how to do that that's cool and then just this giant tentacle monster he's like oh fuck that was that was that he was my favorite says, point. we're fine yeah <laughs> and that and that harkens to New Hope yes we're fine here we're, we're fine. All fine yeah here. we're fine we're good yeah <laughs> that was my favorite that was your favorite yeah. one yes okay go ahead what I like what is that that like roadster. Yeah, like the hover car. Yeah, yeah I think it was that sick. It was cool. What I'm really liking about all these, uh, so like Rogue One and Solo, from what we've seen so far, especially on Solo, is that, and even Force Awakens in Last Jedi, they're adding and bringing all these new vehicles and just this tech, and it's just never ending, and each thing looks cool, and this is supposed to be in the past, so... It's cool to see them reimagine that and have to go to the well of creativity to dig something up and put something like that together. So it looked like a car. It looked like a cool little lowrider. And, you know, it's got like the drop top and, <laughs> you know, and it had the dice hanging, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Right. They, they so that there. was pretty cool. And then obviously, you know, that was the Easter egg I'm talking about. Is that one of That's them? That's one of them. Yeah, well, we saw that. I didn't that. notice the, the, the dice in the oh. first shots. Did you notice it, Eric? Yeah, I did. Fuck off. but yeah uh, just the fact and then it was just you know i think i'm gonna say this maybe more than once for all the crap that this movie's been getting for all the uh you know firings of directors and bringing new people in and let's try to salvage this and kathleen kennedy you know slamming the table a few times that trail the trailers the footage we've seen was just freaking amazing Mm mm-hmm just amazing. So uh, it's going to be just great. It's going to be fine. Okay. Yeah, uh, my favorite scene is exactly the same scene that Boo was talking about. The flip of the Falcon smacking the TIE fighter and then him hearkening back to New Hope and saying, we're fine. Here. We're fine. That was awesome. And then also the flip 
the two-finger flip that Lando does is straight from Return of the Jedi. He does that flip yeah. to Han before he leaves. Oh, the little thing. The yeah, two-finger yeah. flip. Yeah. Yeah, pointing at Oof. I love that. Yeah, right before he turns around and walks towards mm-hmm. the painting. That's exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. Right before that. Yeah. Um, but that, that's my, my favorite couple scenes. Now, let me throw something back to you, Struthers. What is your least favorite scene in this trailer? Because I have my least favorite. Oh, man. Hmm. That's tough. You want, the, you want me to go first? Yeah, if you could. Yeah. Okay, so Les is going to be upset at me, but my least favorite scene is the exact favorite scene that he had. Not because of the cars. I thought the car looked awesome. I, I thought everything looked cool. When the car made the Stormtrooper flip, it looked identical to a Rebels animation to me. Of the stormtrooper f- oh, yeah, flipping yeah, up yeah. in the air and falling down, so it just made me remember. Straight, went, my head went straight to rebels. So like now, a negative memory. Well, not necessarily because I, you know, it's not like I hate rebels, but I didn't want it to go to rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my least favorite moment. Boy, do I have some bad news for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Your favorite scene where the Falcon does the barrel roll and smacks that Tie Fighter is a move from Rebels that Hera did yeah. in The Ghost. Okay, but that's not bad yeah. news because every single time I talk about Rebels, what do I say? I say they do their space battles and the fighter scenes. Top notch. Top notch. I mean, it, it, the animation is amazing. I wish there was more. So I have no problems with that, Eric. I'm talking about the ground battles and the, and this, the animation of the Stormtroopers and characters are flawed, in my opinion. There always <laughs> are. Um, <laughs> But that's just my opinion. Some people love it. Mm-hmm. And when they blow up and when they f- fly in the air, they have the same kind of reaction where there aren't two arms up in the air and their legs are like spread open. And the, and the Wilhelm scream comes out. And the Wilhelm scream comes out. Wilhelm! Yeah, I'll just fill my pipe. <laughs> that's fine, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lo- if, if it's going to be like Rebels in, in space, mm-hmm. I am totally cool with that. Rebels in space. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> Fair enough, man. This is pretty nitpicky, okay? But my least favorite scene is when they zoom up on Woody Harrelson. The way he delivers a line, look on his face. I wouldn't go around spouting that shit I was you. People around here don't think that way. And I realize without any other context, I think it's going to be awesome. And I like where it's headed. Ocean's Eleven line, you mean? (laughs) Yeah. But it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, if it's how he looks, the way the wind's blowing his weird hair and, but there's just something about it. And, and mind you, I don't dislike it, but it's my least favorite thing. Yeah. That's not bad. If that's the least favorite thing. (laughs) I have no complaints. Yeah. I I, I really didn't. I got nothing. I'm good. I kind of, all of it was amazing. Yeah. No, it was I well, I dig the color palette that they're using the kind of the dark gray the not very much light like you see the whole storm scene where there's the star destroyer looks like it coming out of the middle of a a a hurricane or something like that that's very cool i just hope that it's not super duper dark see that's that's something that when i saw it i was so stoked i haven't used the word stoked in a long time (laughs) it was so i was so stoked that they didn't go to the Guardians of the Galaxy color Colors, tones yeah. because everybody's exactly. trying, everybody's trying that. Yeah. And I was so happy that they went to the Rogue One 
mm-hmm. color palette. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looked like. The very first scene looked like a Rogue One scene. But it seems even darker than that. Even, darker. even grayer and lacking yeah. more color. Yeah. But it, which, I have no problems with that. No, but yeah, I, I just hope that it's not worse than what I'm seeing or that increases or something like that. Although it's going to make, you know, the, the, you know, the laser bolts from the TIE fighters and from the millennium Falcon look even better. And, you know, the, the shadows of something coming out of, yeah. you know, like that, the, that star destroyer coming out of the, the cloud was incredible. I was like, Holy shit. That looks something like made out of nightmares kind of thing. So is that, I'll ask Eric and you guys. So is that the Karelian cruisers that he's talking about in new hope that he's outrun? I've outrun Imperial starships, not the local bulk cruisers, mind you. I'm talking about the big Carillion ships now. Is that that scene that we're going to see him outrun those perhaps, cruisers? Perhaps. That is great. Very happy <laughs> about the color. I think you're going to get, boo, you're going to get both because we're going to go to different planets in yeah. this one. Yeah, there, there, there were bright those, scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah, were. Exactly. Yeah. Eric, what do you think about, about uh, Alden? I think that he's playing Han Solo. Well, duh. I know that's a what, well, duh. But what I mean is, is he didn't try to be Harrison Ford Jr. Yes. He's trying to portray Han Solo. And I, to me, it's convincing, man. When he delivered the line, like you said, it was just a call forward to A New Hope. First of all, let me say this. The decision-making process to do it that way was fantastic. Because they're not hitting you over the head and like looking at the camera and winking. It was very organic. And <laughs> the guy who would say that later in A New Hope is the guy who would say something like that before. You know, mm-hmm, it exactly. just really ties together. It was, it was very well done. And he, when I watched it, I'm like, yep, he's on solo. I thought the same thing. I thought he wasn't trying to imitate Harrison Ford. And that's the only way it's going to work. And I think it worked. I agree. Yeah, no, yeah, he he does he does he does sell. I I do see Han Solo. I get it. I see it. The one I don't know for some reason, just a little bit, his face throws me off, just a smidge. It's there. I see Han Solo, but it's I I I understand that it's not him, and it's supposed to be a younger him. But just a little bit. Maybe, maybe if he gets like the haircut at the end of the movie or something like that, I might see it all for for all that it is. But just a little smidge, his face kind of throws me off. I dig it though. He he, well, he does he does look the part. He acts the part. You know the way he, the way he says his lines. Yeah, yeah. No, it it is Han Solo. Yeah, because this trailer could have been a make it or break it, like we said last yeah. week. I mean, oh like, yeah, it could. I mean, it could have killed this film if he came out and it, he was terrible. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I honestly, fuck yeah, I'm in. Paul <laughs> Burkhardt, I saw your tweet. I'm with you, bro. Just <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm in. That's right. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's the overall feeling that most mm-hmm. people are talking about. I haven't. I'm just so happy that uh, the internet didn't break. You know what I mean? Over right. how bad it was, or it's breaking over something else now. Um, yes, we can it talk is. about mm-hmm. later. But it's uh, it didn't break over Han and, and the the initial reaction has been huge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you guys notice that he's wearing? The same gloves as he is in New Hope is the same identical gloves. No, I did not notice that. Yeah, he's wearing the same gloves. So, are there other Easter eggs? Other well, you know, the dice and the gloves and the well, the, the, the Carillion cruiser, the dice. Think. Oh, there's one thing. If you you know the the scene where um, it's like a western, like a standoff. 
Yes, that was Indiana Jones. Very cool, right? Yeah. Indiana Jones. He has to shoot him, though. Yeah. The cool thing is, if you you take a still, I've seen a still of this, and you look to the far right, it looks like it's, I don't know what the character's name is, the the bounty hunter. Is it Boosh or Boosh that Leia imitates, uh, impersonates to try to get Han back from Jabba's palace? Eric, do you remember that? Right. Is it Boosh? Yeah. If you look... Um, if yeah, you, I've always heard it pronounced uh, Boosh, but Boosh, I don't yeah. know that that's yeah, correct. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably mm-hmm. Boosh. If you look at the far right, that, that looks very similar. That Whatever mm-hmm. that creature is or character is, mm-hmm. that mask looks very similar to that character. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, you got me on that one. I did not notice that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, check it out. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Listeners, let me know if I'm wrong. But I I paused it. On a big screen in on Netflix on the 1080p or whatever it was the 4K <laughs> and it looked pretty dead on. Mm-hmm. The the outfit didn't. It was like a little play, but the helmet the, looked. The dead helmet on. was it. Yeah. 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 What'd you guys think of you know this the the winner of this thing and of course everybody's gonna love this and we knew that already but Lando. <sighs> Man. Hello. What have we here? Spearmint Tic Tacs, three for a dollar. Billy D, this is a red letter day. Oh wow, Billy D. Williams. Hey, I'm a huge fan. Why, thank you. Where have you seen my work? Lady Sings the Blues, Mahogany, my episode of The Jeffersons. Uh, no, 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 Star Wars. I would guess. Oh yes, that's where I played the hero, Lando Calrissian. Well, I wouldn't call him a hero per se. I mean, he did betray all of his friends to the Empire. Oh no, 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 no. The Tic Tacs need a coupon. The Empire got there first, and he had a whole city of people to protect. <laughs> yeah, but it's working with the enemy, like France did after the Nazis. Well, well, no wait, coupon. Wait, 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 They're ninety-nine cents each. You are comparing Lando Calrissian to Marshal Philippe. France's greatest traitor? I just think he could have practiced non-violent resistance or something. Even a wink to Han when they landed would have been nice. Like, look out, <laughs> Vader trap, <laughs> you know, something. He's more of a sellout than a hero. No coupon? Ooh, wait about the damn Tic Tacs. I'm Billy D. F- Williams, and I'm tired of people saying Lando was a f***ing traitor. F***ing you, damn it! Uh, is there a problem here? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Hey, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'll pay full price for the Tic Tacs. Good. Glad to see Lando showing some integrity for once. <laughs> oh, that was that was probably the biggest. Well, not surprise, but what is it? Sense of calm that I've had. I was like, "Holy shit, that's Lando!" Oh yeah, just just commanding, right? Yeah, I was like, like "Holy the, him just fuck that the, too. The, the the building, and you just standing there, and you're just like, "Damn, damn, smooth he's... as fuck, yeah, <laughs> smooth as fuck, just exactly, easily, <laughs> just just calmly standing there, just looking at like, yeah, this." Mm-hmm. He's the this. only he's the only character that really didn't have dialogue other than Thaddy Newton's character, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody had dialogue here or there. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. No man, it's Lando. Yeah. It's like he's one of the most recognizable characters. So yeah, he doesn't need to do anything but exactly that. Stand and let the shot just come up on him. <laughs> the camera comes rolls up on him and he's just standing there overlooking things. Yeah. Are you 100% in on Lando, Eric? Oh, for sure, man. I mean, I would have liked to have heard him talk, but visually and I hate to use the term swagger, but yeah, that's he's got it down. And just from seeing pictures of him, I I figured it would come off that way. Now, have you guys seen the pictures that were in that popped up on like Entertainment Weekly? Have you seen that? I saw them all. Yeah. And thanks to you, I saw some early on in the morning. Uh, you sent them to me, but yeah, I, beautiful, beautiful. Even the, the the Han Solo, just him alone standing in there like a Western, 
Oh, I'm just yeah. so, I'm sold on Alden, man. <laughs> um, unless he completely tanks. And one thing that I thought when I saw this, I said this is a Ron Howard film. There wasn't quirkiness yes, that yes. much quirkiness in it. It looked like it was action packed. There was beautiful scenes. It looks like a Ron Howard film. Can we talk about the fact that uh, Chewbacca shows? We they, we see Chewbacca. He's nice and trim and young, and you already see that there's a bond between mm-hmm. him and Han. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a, here's where Harrison's character yeah. says, "I'm doing a job." Are you guys? And then Chewie does his grunt, and he goes, "He means yeah." He, he basically says, "Yeah, we're in." Mm-hmm. So this is a question Steele had. He he was asking his listeners, "Are we going to get this in some kind of?" Um, in, in order, like in, in time frame, like are we going to get flashbacks? How does he know what how, what Chewie's saying already? Do you know what I mean? Are we going to go back and forth, back and forth? Is there going to be? Is he just saying yeah, that means yeah when he does, really doesn't know that means yeah, and he's just fucking with them? So what order are we going to get this? Are we going to get this in the order of him trying out for the Imperial pilot seat, him getting kicked out, him finding? Chewy, him mm-hmm. finding Lando, him find. Are we going to get that in chronological order? He, could, you know, there could be a little flashback. He spent some time on on Kashyyyk, or he's been around Wookies, or something like that. You know, the, you know, I, 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 okay, I, I, I wouldn't find it too far stretch for him to know what the Wookies are saying, especially when Ray throwing, knew what BB-8 was saying. See, yeah, exactly. Like but that. if you're throwing those name, that kind of stuff out, like Kashyyyk and all those things, would Han have crossed paths with Yoda at some point? Because mm. Chewbacca was there with Yoda at the execution. But Yoda of Order wasn't there 66. that long. No, Yoda, Yoda, well, Yoda was there. Yoda, Yoda was there for a flash of a pan, dude. He was. Yeah, yeah. From what happens would, on Kashyyyk, would, would Han be the one to smuggle Yoda to Dagobah? Do you even Star Wars? This is Star Wars. You can't have your own just random thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not allowed. It's not allowed. That, that is not allowed. In this fandom, it's not allowed. Yeah. It's not allowed, it's, you gatekeepers. If it's not canon, it doesn't count. No. <laughs> okay, let's talk Let's talk Kira a little bit. Yeah. I have a theory on Kira. I don't think it's, it's Han's love interest. I think he's related to her. I think it's his sister. Ooh. Ah. Huh. I think Wait, it's you can't too. Think that, bro. I can be. Yeah. What, I, is, what is this Game of Thrones? Yeah, oh no no no! I, oh. I don't think there's no 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 no. I don't think there's a love interest, so it's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> there's two things. Eric's right. They might have edited that last part, and it does sound a little fishy when he says, I'm, "I know who you re- really are." Okay. We don't see any kind of romantic situations with them. Uh huh. And I think it's a hard sell to have him be in love. With somebody other than Leia to the audience, even though of course that is would have happened, but for the audience, for the audience to buy it, I think it's really tough. How so? Because Han and Leia are Han and Leia. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I could see Han love somebody else, love and kiss and be in love with somebody else as much as he was with Leia. Even in my mind, in my Head cannon, as they say. Even if she dies, and he's no, and he's damaged that's by different. it. That, that, that's different. That's different. Uh, if she dies, building of what we get. If exactly. she dies and makes him a scoundrel and pissed off and sad, yes, and that's love different. And all that. Kind okay. Of thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but yeah. You better if you're gonna kill her off, you better not pull what Rogue One did, where people start dying and you really don't care about him. You better invest in this movie and invest the character build up where you, when she dies, you feel really bad about it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 think, I think she will die. 
If she dies, she dies. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what Han's got to say at the end. Yeah. yeah I don't know why hard. I did an Arnold impersonation of Ivan Drago. Yeah. It didn't work out for me. Yeah. That's usually what happens. People just default to, to Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. It's a default. <laughs> what do you think about Kira? She's pretty. I like how I told Eric to run this thing and I just took over and started Damn right, she's pretty. I'm sorry. That's Eric. fine, man, I'm dude. Sorry, it's fine. You because you're over there, you can see the three of you and I can't. So it's it definitely helps. Actually, I but... put myself in a cubicle because I don't want to look at these guys. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is hard to tell what's going on from the trailer, what their relationship is. Now, in one of the EW articles, it did say that essentially like they grew up together. Oh. So what does that mean? You know, does that make further shore up the idea that they're related or does it, you know, mean that she was his, you know, grade school. God, I got to quit saying, you know, so much grade school crush. Yeah. And they've always liked each other, always loved each other. And then now they've come together and, and she does. They wear capes together and they look beautiful. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk about the capes. How cool are the fucking capes? And there's everywhere. Fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Everybody's got a cape. You know how Justin Timberlake's bringing sexy back? No, it's cape baby. Yes, Solo's bringing the cape back. <laughs> I hope that it's becomes great. a thing, man. Where people are wearing them around because I will so get a cape. So my oh, question yeah. is: is I don't think it's a cape, isn't it? A cloak? If it goes over the shoulders, I don't know. But did you see her dagger? Cheap joke. That. That I'm, I'm with you though, man. I appreciate that's it. the chemistry we have there, people. Twenty if, yeah, years in the making. Yeah, if chemistry somebody, of really stupid jokes. If somebody could tell us, in the making, kids. <laughs> if somebody could tell us the difference between a cape and a cloak. Yeah, yeah, what's the difference between a cape and a cloak? The difference between cloak and cape has to do with the appearance of each cloth and the purpose for which we wear the cloth. A cape is more worn for fashion, while a cloak is worn to protect the wearer from the elements such as rain and dirt. A cloak is a dress that is mostly one piece and covers the top portion of a person completely. Yeah, he said over the shoulders. That's a great is, is a cloak. Oh, okay. no! And the cape is supposed to be tucked. The cloaks all have a fastening. Yeah, just like Mendo's. Okay. Speaking of capes, yeah. <laughs> all I know is I'm so really? happy. I'm so happy they're doing this, so all these cosplayers can just go off now. Yeah, I mean they're gonna. I mean next celebration, holy shit, we're gonna see Kira's. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Michael's is gonna sell a lot of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of hot glue sticks. Yeah. No. Oh, crazy. So. <laughs> So, okay, so we love Lando. Mm-hmm. We really like Kira. We don't know who she is. Nope. Chewbacca looks like he's been in a CrossFit box and he's been working out. He's very lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. His fangs look sharper to me. No, they, they, probably come, they probably go worn down with age, that, yeah. That long in the tooth? Yeah. <laughs> we love Han so far. We have no gripes with Han. None. Well, his face a little bit for me, but yeah. Yeah, you can't do nothing about his. Face. I know, I know. That, that's what I said. It's it's very. He's a handsome picky. son of a bitch. Yeah, no, he's a good looking. It's dude. It's hard to look like Harrison, man. Yeah, it is. Okay, how about Tobias? How about Beckett? And that it would be Woody Harrelson's role. We don't know much about him, but I had some takes on this. Is he going to be the Bizarro Obi Wan to Han? Is he going to be the mentor that teaches him how to steal, teaches him how to smuggle, teaches him how, teaches him how to be a piece of shit pirate? <laughs> A nerf herder. Exactly the same type of role as Obi-Wan, but the opposite. Yeah, I feel like Woody Harrelson actually has mentioned something to that effect in an interview. It's been quite some time ago, but it's a mentor role, but maybe not. Yeah, definitely a mentor role. Not the most up, up, not, not the most upstanding. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. No, meaning that he may end up pulling a double or triple cross and jacking Han up. Straight Ocean's Eleven. Oh, 
killing Kira and who knows. Yeah. What, That's just business, baby. <laughs> what do you think about this whole Ocean's Eleven caper thing? I'm a huge Ocean's Eleven fan. We talked to on Steel's podcast. By the way, people, listen to Steel's freaking podcast. It's a, <laughs> it was really good, and all these points are, are brought up. I'm just regurgitating it, but maybe you guys haven't heard it, so let's do it. So The Ocean's Eleven thing. I'm a huge Ocean's Eleven fan. Or one right. of my favorite ones. Is one this the movies. Kessel Run? Is this leading up to the Kessel Run? Well, I think we're going to see the Kessel Run. and Basically, the whole job that they're putting together is oh. to do the Kessel Run. Oh, that I see. It's but, legendary. We don't know what it yeah. really is. All we keep hearing is thing where he was able to drop all those, make all those drug drops of spice and whatever else in that amount of time. I mean, it's just like Moonshiners back in the day when it turned into NASCAR. Make they deliveries. had to make the runs mm-hmm. as fast as they could and drop the deliveries off as fast as they could. So maybe this whole thing, this whole Ocean's Eleven thing, leads up to, leads the up to the legendary. Kessel. You know, mo- I mean, that's Han Solo's legend. Is like the Millennium the Falcon run. and Han Solo's whole thing is the Kessel Run. The yeah. Kessel Run. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than twelve parsecs. But now let's just be be aware. And I mean, this has been you know explained away and auxiliary material to retcon it but a parsec is a unit of distance not a unit of time and so what they Mm. did is they came up with this whole notion that the castle run involves essentially like either gravity wells like black holes or some sort of nebula sort of like what if you if you guys were hip to rebels at all there's a in this most recent run of episodes there's this nebula that they go through and you can't, if you don't pilot through it correctly, your ship will burn up or whatever. So the idea is, is that because the ship's computer is so great, you know, because of whatever its features are, it was able to make this run in a shorter distance because of its, its abilities to get closer to whatever might damage another ship. Interesting. Which is kind of, yeah, which is kind of a bummer when you when you think about it, because now it's not just about speed; it's mm-hmm. it's about being able to do it in the straightest line. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so. if I'm not mistaken, in Bloodline, because I read that one, doesn't Leia talk about the Kessel Run and how it's been over exaggerated by Han? If I'm not mistaken, did you read Bloodline? Was it? Is it I did, and story? I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I That's telling just you, Leia saying, "Calm down." Buddy. Yeah, Leia. Relax. Leia talks about. I believe it was Bloodline that he talks about. She talks about the Kessel and Han and and him over exaggerating the numbers all the time, <laughs> again and changes all the time. Maybe I was dreaming, but people, if you have read it, <laughs> I don't please, know, man. That please, sounds, uh, you know, sounds possible. No, yeah, nothing like getting, you know, busting your balls. That's that's just that's just what a wife would do. <laughs> Typical Leia. <laughs> Thaddy, New- down, Thaddy Newton's buddy. character. We, do we know Thaddy Newton's character's name? I know that EW had some stuff. I know Jason MixSowers.net has a cast and all the characters' names and stuff like that. I, I was thinking maybe she can. She would be Han's love interest. In this. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I love the blaster though. It's a fucking huge gun. Yeah, that was get. awesome. Yeah, I don't know, man. Could she be a double-crossing enemy? Ooh. Well, there's definitely going to be a double cross and someone being left in tatters and tears for sure. Or with holes. Well, what, who's her character? I mean, which one is she? Well, because isn't it's it's totally CGI, right? Is it wasn't no, no, she no, doing no. a mocap? No, no. Thaddy Newton is in the trailer. She is the one that's got kind of like a fro. She yes. looks great, and she's got this massive gun. 
And right when oh, he yeah, said, yeah, 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 yeah. And right okay. when he says we're going to form a group together or something like that, they pan to the to her. Gotcha. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And who knows yeah, if yeah. she's even in the crew, really. They might be just throwing us off. She looks similar to a character that was in some of the comics. I saw somebody had posted a picture of it, and I'm like, I remember seeing this. Yeah. But... And I think they're going back to some EU stuff. I mean, the, like the creatures. Mm-hmm. You know, Steel's favorite thing about the entire um, trailer was the octopus, the space octopus. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head that Han is like a magnet to space creatures. Yes. If you think about it. Negative space creatures. Yeah. Right. All over the place. Uh-huh. The last thing we should talk about is the best character of all, the Millennium Falcon, oh, and how beautiful it looks and how clean it looks. Oh, man. I love the fact that the Falcon's there to remind us that this is a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you may lose yourself and not believe in Alden as Han or as Glover, as Lando, as uh, Billy D. Williams, there's always Chewbacca. And there's always the Falcon, and that always brings you towards the middle. And hey, this is a rip-roaring, fun mm-hmm. Star Wars film. And that's what I got off the trailer. I am so jacked up about this trailer. I'm so happy. This, this is something I said. I said that it is weird in society that I'm more worried about how people like the trailer, the audience like the trailer, than I do. <laughs> I'm more worried that, that my beloved Star Wars doesn't get shit on than if I really enjoyed the trailer. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. We're oh, a, sure, man. Yeah, we're at a point where it's like, it's my, it's my thing, and I want people to love the trailer, even though it's their thing, too. I don't want them to start talking shit on it. <laughs> well, after this whole dust-up with The Last Jedi, it really, you know, puts you on edge. What's going to happen? And I, I do think it's cool that, for the most part, the response has been positive, at least in the circles that I tend to bump into. I will say that I I think it's funny that we had this whole, we didn't ask for this movie. We didn't ask for this. isn't the movie we asked for. And right. now everybody's like, yay, solo. <laughs> yeah, everybody's and all about it now. The other thing that kills me, speaking of that, is the whole this isn't what we asked for thing. That's not how business innovates. They tell you what you want because you don't know yet. And I mean, it was a joke, but the thing I always go to is like Apple. There was a skit, and, and a, I think it was Mad TV that did it, but it was it was something along the lines of, or maybe it was The Onion, that, well, what's going to be the next big feature? You know, what is it? What's the next big thing you guys want? I don't know. You know, Steve Jobs hasn't told us yet because <laughs> that's what innovation does. They that's true. predict that's true. what you're going to like ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so people saying this isn't the movie we asked for. That's not what that is not how you break new ground. That is not how you end up blowing out the box office. That's not how you do it. And, and to them, that's the most important thing, by the way. <laughs> it really well, is. It is. It is. I mean, maybe not to Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy, but to Disney. And and that's why I think that's why I think that if this does well and I think it's going to do great, you're not going to get a serious dark standalone film anymore. Mm-hmm. A, a Star Wars story. You're going to get these rip roaring fun films for the rest of the run, and they're going to leave the serious stuff to Johnson, Benioff, and Weiss. 
standalones are going to bring us back to Star Wars normality. Mm-hmm. And, oh, fun. This is the fun Star Wars. Oh, this is the serious Star Wars. We've got to really think about this one, <laughs> think about philosophy, and think about the, the ways of the Force. And we've mm-hmm. got to think about all of this. And then come back to, cool, Lando and Boba Fett and Han are in a movie together. All three of them are in a movie together. Mm-hmm. And how about, this is another thing I thought today driving home. What if they do a Han film, they do a Lando film, they do a Boba Fett film, and they marvel it, and all three of them are in a film together in four well, or five years. I was going to say that what Disney is doing is they're taking the, and I think I've said this before, and it's, it, it actually, it's obvious. They're doing what's called, you know, so you have your continuity, and then you have one shots. There's the Avengers, but Quicksilver gets a standalone book. And it's, you know, three issues, but it's kick-ass, it's quick. It's it's Ooh, no pun intended. None intended at all. Good. Ah. Actually, yeah. You know, or X Men and Storm gets her own thing, or Gambit gets you know a five five issue miniseries, and people go, oh, I love that. But then it goes right back to him being in the X Men, and it's straight to the letter. You know what we do here, and they're doing the same thing with with Star Wars. So you like you said, you get all the films, and then you get you get one to tie together with Rogue One. Then you're gonna get these fun things. Like Solo, and everybody's just like, dude, I love this. Yeah, it's they got a formula right now, and no wonder they're kicking ass. What do you think about that, Eric? Do you think that's a possibility, what we just brought up? Do you think if this does well, you're going to see a... I've always thought from the beginning, when I heard Donald Glover was Lando, I thought that he's going to come out of this better than anybody else, and he's going to get his own standalone film. And what if his standalone film also has Alden in it? He's not the main character, but he's in it, and Chewie's in it. And maybe Kira, if she doesn't die, she, he's, you know, she's in it too. And then we get a Boba Fett film. And then those two are in it here and there as well. But it's focused on Boba Fett and the underworld. And then at the end, you get all three. I think it's feasible. When you tell stories like that, to try to isolate them completely makes it less believable. If you try to tell this this story okay so now we've got precedent that here's lando with han at whatever time this is i think it would be weird if you made a lando movie unless it was so far removed from this time frame that you don't have that han, han wouldn't be in it right that's exactly right right how how big of an impact were they on each other was it just just was it just this window of time or was it a long relationship it would make sense to, depending on how popular the movie is. I, I would think it's a no-brainer myself. Yeah, me too. The, the one thing, though, that I do want to say about Star Wars in general, and, you, you know, with the news is that they've announced, the, you know, new, new production, new writing, and all of this, the sky's the limit. And this is sort of tip of the iceberg. And I don't want to derail the conversation into the next thing. Oh, no, no. We, we should anyways. We, we spent almost right. an hour on, on Solo. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> With the news that when you, you hinted, it, hinted at it earlier that the Game of Thrones dudes are are helming this. And we don't even know how many. Right. These movies, this this run of movies. There have been a lot of people upset. And I will admit that as you know I'm a I'm a middle-aged white guy it's hard for me to understand but having said that I certainly don't mean that I think it's unwarranted or that I think that these people 
need to change their opinion. I just, as who I am, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around the issue. Gotcha. And part of that, part of that is that in a way, the relationship of Lucasfilm with Disney, this is a long relationship. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And they're still sort of in the, okay, we need to make sure that this is solid. They're not really too, it's not, let's just throw caution to the wind and take a bunch of chances kind of thing. And so maybe they are being a little bit safe in this, but there's just, I don't think this is the end. Okay. They've announced that Ryan Johnson has this trilogy and then they announced that these guys are going to have this run of movies that have nothing to do with Ryan Johnson's trilogy or the Skywalker saga. Man, that's just one announcement. I, I hope that people don't let this sour them too much because it, they could announce a month from now that, and oh, and also we're doing this and we're also going to do this. They're going to have a ton of irons in the fire. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Pablo Hidalgo said something like that on Twitter today. He said, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out soon. A lot of creative juices are flowing. So, you know, pretty much what I got out of that tweet was like, guys, calm down for a mm-hmm. second and just take a deep breath. All right. Now, King Tom has a voicemail. That is exactly what we're going to just dive into right now. Kind of like what Eric was just talking about earlier about the HBO guys taking over. So let's hear King Tom's voicemail first. We'll get into this whole craziness that's going on, and uh, we'll go from there. Hey there, Sith listeners. It's King Tom. So I understand there's a lot of news happening in Star Wars this week, and I wanted to ask you about these two guys from Game of Thrones and the big announcement. Obviously, I've said before, I don't really follow Game of Thrones. One of my few failings. So I wanted to, I understand, from what I understand, that these guys are adapting the book series. And I'm guessing, and so is everyone else, that the way the announcement was worded was that their work on Star Wars will be more of their their work rather than a, an adaptation. So how how does their work on Game of Thrones, their version of the adaptation, what they've chosen to focus on, because obviously it's a book series that haven't brought over everything. Uh, how, how does your ju- how does their judgment appear to you? Is it good? Could they have done better? And how do you think that'll work with Star Wars? Also, a lot of people have been talking, and I've been thinking about this, following the announcement was because of their reputation, I guess. People are saying, oh, this is going to bring Star Wars in an R-rated direction. Do you guys think they can do that personally? Or... Not can they do it, but are they able to do it? Uh, personally, I don't see that happening. I don't think there needs to be an R-rated Star Wars. I think we've had enough um, Darkness, Empire Strikes Back, Rogue One, Re- Revenge of the Sith, enough examples of, of darkness or dark story elements in the Star Wars saga without having to resort to the um, typical story conventions that an R rating would bring. So I'm interested, do you guys think that'll happen, um, or is it even necessary? I think Star Wars can continue without it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast. I'll talk to you guys later, and uh, hey, Wakanda forever. So let, let's talk about that, Matt. I'll read you what the MakingStarWars.net reported on and Lucasfilm announced. Um, Lucasfilm has just announced that Game of Thrones showrunner David Benioff and D.B. Weiss will be helming a new series of Star Wars films. The press release states that these films have no association with the Skywalker saga or Ryan Johnson's upcoming trilogy. This is the quote. 
It was announced today that Benioff and Weiss, creators of the smash hit Emmy Award-winning television series Game of Thrones, will write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. These new films will be separate from both the episodic Skywalker saga and recently announced trilogy being developed by Ryan Johnson, writer of Star Wars The Last Jedi. During an earnings call with Bob Iger, Iger revealed that Benioff and Weiss turned down the showrunner position for the upcoming live-action Star Wars series in favor of the films they'll be working on. They asked to work in particular time period in the Star Wars universe. So what this tells me is this is going to be Knights of the Old Republic. I fucking hope so, so much. Who else better to do a Knights of the Old Republic than the creators of Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes. I agree, man. Okay, so that's exactly what this is telling me. They gave him that live action, Mm -hmm. and they're like, fuck that. We, we want love this. the Knights of the Old mm-hmm. Republic, and we think we can fucking bring it. Oh, my God. So this is what Iger said. Their interest was in creating a series of films that is Star Wars-based. We've been talking to them about for a long time, Iger said. They focus on a point in time in Star Wars mythology. We're taking it from there. There's a lot of shit that's going around the Twitter that people are upset because, one, Game of Thrones had a ton of violence towards women. And the way the violence towards women has been portrayed. And then also the Confederate situation. And talking to Les today, you want to hit up on this, Les? Do you remember what the the controversy with the Confederate thing was? Well, apparently HBO, I guess they greenlit or at least listened to the pitch of what Confederate was supposed to be, which is an alternate or dystopian future, I guess, where the South won the Civil War and black people were still enslaved. Now, I don't know the full details, so I don't know if there was some kind of, you know, a resistance and it focused on that. But if the premise was that, it's a little shaky. The the, the premise was completely that. And I think mm. that that was not a good decision. No. Not the story. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's something you want to pitch in any way, shape or form. Just, yeah, not not a good look. And I know they've gotten shit before for not having enough people of color on the show. Which Right. Okay, we've talked about that in lengths lengths on this podcast. Okay, now talking about the female thing. I'm not a female. None of us are. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for us to to convey um, how frustrated it can be to watch that. But as a male watching that, okay, talking to Les, this might sound very ignorant of me, and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this. Yes, they do do things that are kind of cross the line. Mm -hmm. Right. But I haven't seen another show that depicts females in such powerful roles as well. Well, one is queen. Another one is One is queen. queen there are two queens. she is a fucking badass. Yeah. Okay? The other yeah, willing one... Willing to do anything. Yeah, she's willing to do whatever Arya, it takes. Arya yes, has is become, a badass. Yeah, has become a, definitely there's, a weapon. There's three queens at this current moment. There's three queens at this current moment. Because the North is separate. Uh, what is it? Daenerys is on her own. She's you know queen of ultimately everything. She the says ultimate hero of the show exactly. Yeah. And then Cersei is queen of what is established. So the most the three most powerful people in the show are women. Okay, who's the most other than the the mountain? Who's the strongest character on the show? Brienne of Tarth. Brienne yes. of Tarth, who's yes. a woman. Yes, who's a strong woman. She beat the mountain, or not the mountain, the, the, the hound. hound. Yeah, right. Uh, I think what it is is that, and they they take it. They did. Erase that. So Joffrey was very, very cruel to women. Yes. Uh, Littlefinger ran a, a, a brothel, but he met his end at the hands of the females in the show. 
Cersei is inflicting all the pain and violence onto sand snakes, but that's female against female. And by but, the way, the, the sand snakes were bad asses in their right, own right. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then Yara was queen of the Ironborn for a while. I, mm-hmm. I understand, and and look, I, we're probably shooting ourselves in the foot here. No, 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 I, no, and I want to really, pre- really apologize. This, but I yeah, completely understand. Yes. the type of violence that is portrayed towards them. Right, but I will ask the question. Is there another show on television that has put females in such high roles, has them kicking so much ass and kicking male ass mm-hmm. as Game of Thrones? Do they have to go through what... Excuse me. <clears throat> Less getting emotional. Do they have to go through what they went through to get to where they are? Uh, I see what you're saying. John, so John Snow... Daenerys need to be sold, in essence, to Cal Drogo by Viserys to become... What she is the now. breaker of chains? Yeah, mm-hmm. did she have to do that? Did Cersei have to be walked through the streets? Married off? No, no, no. First of oh, all, that's true. married off to Robert Baratheon at a young age. He's <laughs> just very emotional. Yeah. Very emotional for us, right? No, it's. Now. I'm sorry, Liz. You know, did Cersei have to do that and then lose all three of her children and be shamed yes. physically by a religious cult? You know, a cult for all those characters that are there. Their road to where very, they're at is awful. Very awful. If, okay, that's, that is a legitimate point. See, but, but the thing that I've read is that it's the most unimaginative uh, move that Lucasfilm could make for their next step, their separate step. I disagree. I totally disagree. I disagree because... This is the same bullshit as Eric said before when you say that you, we don't need another Han Solo movie. Yeah. Yeah, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. And in people saying this is the most unimaginative move that they could make is is total bullshit because these guys have proven that they can take a show and write it for years make in-depth wonderful characters uh connect them all have them all be important throughout the show and and lead up to a magnificent ending hopefully but you know and 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 then people are complaining unimaginative this is besides them bringing it back bringing star wars back this is the most excited i've been for new star wars because because I know what Game of Thrones is, I know what these guys can do, and it, what, what you know what they've been able to show, and how strong this train has been rolling is incredible. And for them not to, for people not to just be going fucking nuts about this is ridiculous. Eric, what's your take on this, man? So here's the thing. Like I said, from when I started rambling about it, is that as a white dude, it is hard for me to understand. And I'll admit, I don't understand. What I would say is if you take a, take a show that like Game of Thrones, that anything that deals with something that <sighs> feels medieval, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, like Lord of the Rings, anything that has like this particular vibe to it. All right. You're harkening back to a time in human history where women were regarded a certain way. They were property. They were, if you're going to have a show that deals with a timeline that's similar to that and subject matter like that, there's certain things that that's just how it's going to be. And I think faulting the guys for writing stories that fit inside that, but not liking the outcome of it. It would be like in my mind, I'm going to write, a story about the slave trade. Okay, well, 
I have some some serious news we need to talk about. There are there are going to be violent happenings towards the slaves. Right. Uh, it, it, that's that's what happens. And, and I'm not trying to minimize this by any stretch of the imagination. No, I, okay? no, I understand. I'm not either. All I'm saying is that when you're dealing with particular subjects, that's what's going to end up happening. Now, having said all that, when you are a company like Lucasfilm or, you know, with, with Disney as the bigger picture and you have a product you want made, you can go to you can take a chance on a an up and you know up and comer or you can okay well this person i know for sure they know exactly how to do this right and if they're wanting to sh- like nice of the old republic of course they the the writers requested this if we're assuming that's what it is but if you're wanting a movie made or movies made that deal with this, you're going to find people who already know how to do it that are proven to know how to do it. I guess mm-hmm. is a better way. Not only proven it. now, Eric, they've, they've taken a piece of literature that was famous and they made it work on screen, a global that's, phenomenon. That's exactly what they would be doing with Knights right. of the Old Republic. The story is already there. Mm-hmm. The base is there. They can take it and put it on screen. Go ahead. I'm sorry, buddy. No, 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 you're fine. But but what they have the opportunity to do right here, I would bet that Lucasfilm is probably shocked by the response because they're probably thinking exactly like what you guys are saying. Man, people are going to lose their minds when they hear this. They're going to be like, no way, sweet. And then you have this sort of like 90 degree tangent that that isn't that at all. Well, now they have the opportunity to be, okay, look, they're producing it and writing it. Smart move. I mean, and, but here's the bad thing too. I think if they do this, they'll be like, oh, they're just doing this in response to everybody being yeah, mad. Yeah, it's a no-win situation, Eric. Yeah. Hire, they can easily hire a director that's a person of color or a female or a female person of color. It's, 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 but at this point, they're stuck. But that would be a good move. Still, I think to one of the things that I saw was a statistic about the percentage of writers and directors of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. 96% white dudes, right? right? I don't know if that is since Disney acquired Lucasfilm or if that is for the entire history of Star Wars. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I don't think I don't because, think it'd, I don't think it'd be any different though if you would go back to uh, not at all no. to the original saga and the prequels. I mean, you have, no, you have, but you what have I'm, Kasdan, you have Lucas, and right. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is if if it is the entire history of Star Wars, and you squeeze out everything except for how it's been with Disney, my guess is is that their intent is to take steps in the right direction. Yes. Okay. You're talking about this franchise that's been around for 40 years now. They've owned it since 2012. Okay. They have the opportunity to turn the tide of this, but when you're comparing this giant hole, you can't change what's already happened. So 
are these statistics pointing at the entire timeline of Star Wars or just since 2012 when Disney acquired Lucasfilm? Well, Eric, just look because at if the, it's, Eric, look at the the actors they've picked to be in their films. And if that doesn't tell you that they're going in the right direction, I don't know what what will. And that's my exact point. Now, I realize, you know, some of the things I've seen are, you know, having a female protagonist isn't enough. Having this isn't enough. But we're getting there. And again, I, I, I can't stress this enough. And maybe I'm just because I'm trying to be so cautious. I don't understand what it feels like to be on the other side of it. Well, you know, what? let's talk to somebody that does. Les is a person of color. Boo is a person of color. I'm a, I'm a person of color. Yes, you are. We've talked about this, and we've had like an hour-long hours of debate about Game of Thrones and people mm-hmm. of color and all this stuff. I can't portray or express to you how I feel because I'm not a female, and, and maybe watching that stuff on screen, I'm sure, is not the best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. And But if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Martin the one that was so descriptive in these books about these things? That's the scenes that we see on the show. Aren't they pretty descriptive in the books as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very, very salacious. There's a lot of... Um, yeah, there's a lot the of violence. sex. There's a lot there's of violence. There's a lot of, sex, a lot of detailed a lot of violence. violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he takes it there. So. Now, the, the, the Confederate thing, totally get it. Stupid move, guys. Trying to do kind of like the man in the high tower kind of thing. Yeah. Or whatever that man was. Man in the high castle. High castle. The dumb move shouldn't have been done, especially at the time that they were trying to pull that yeah. off. Yeah. HBO is stupid for greenlighting it in the mm-hmm. first place. I don't see anybody else that could take the Knights of the Old Republic, if this is what this is. It's got to be. And make three movies and make it feel like Game of Thrones. Or more. Isn't that what we want as Star Wars fans? People should look at it as this is our chance to get, and please help me, uh, like Darth Bane or Darth Raven. Yeah, Darth Revan, Revan, yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. You're going to get one of those guys if allegedly what they're doing. If it is, right? Wow. I, Eric said, I, and Boo said, I'm sorry, that I would have thought people would have went ape mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I put a tweet and I put, what? Because I, I assumed that they took Johnson out. I didn't know they were going to make three other fucking films. Oh, yeah. But this makes total sense because it's Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And, and for everybody's fear and dislike of what you know, the Game of Thrones guys have, have pitched or have done, you guys got to remember, Kathleen Kennedy is in control of all of this. Exactly. And she has proven That's right. that she will drop the hammer if need be. So she yeah. is in complete and total control of everything that Star Wars touches. That's a great point, Boo. That's if, a great point. From, if she doesn't yes. like the way the oranges look, the BB-8 oranges, they're fucking gone. So she's in control of everything. Nothing flies under her radar. She is she is the Star Wars goddess right now. Mm-hmm. She is and she has proven that she is willing to change radically, change things and take risks. Take risks at a moment's notice. So I, I this this whole fear of what they're going to create, it's not what they're going to create. It's what she allows them to That's create. Right. And you th- if you think that she's going to let them do things that <laughs> might be distasteful in this franchise, <laughs> you're mistaken. I think Beanie Off and Weiss, they're just sitting wherever they're sitting going, "Hell yeah." We get to create this, and that, I'm not trying to like blow it off or blow, you know, just push this to the side. People should bring these things up. People should express their opinions. Mm-hmm. And their yeah, feelings. I got absolutely. That. But at the end of the day, like Boo said, those people are in charge. Kathleen Kennedy's in charge. Beanie Off and Weiss are going to run with it. Iger's sitting there going, the money's rolling in, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, we're just here. Like that's just it. We we all get to sit in our corner. Thank God we have the advent or the platform to express our thoughts. But, 
I think it's coming regardless. Unless someone literally brings up some like really dark shit about those two dudes. Yeah. Like Tarantino stuff that just they're came out. Go- oh, yeah, that broke they're going to be able Fuck. to make this, these movies or at least create the basis for these films coming out. So, yeah. But please email us, tweet mm-hmm. us, and come on. I mean, I wish we had this topic with, with Brittany and Emily. We would have mm-hmm. got a complete, probably different take on it. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Please let us know. Okay. So now let's dive into the R-rated part that he talked about in the voicemail. Does this mean that we're going to get an R-rated Star Wars film? Eric, what is your take on this? I hope not. That's my personal desire. Also, I doubt it. That's my logical thought process. It really goes against everything that George Lucas set up for Star Wars to be. I realize that he's not controlling the franchise at this point, but it's still sort of the one of the basic building blocks of Star Wars equals this. These movies are, we love them, and, but they were for kids. George Lucas said it, and it's the reality of the situation. They're for kids. And you don't, you can make rated R movies about anything. You don't need Star Wars to do it. Exactly right. And that's the best way I could say. The best point is, and the the one that makes the most sense is R-rated films do not make as much money as PG and PG-13 films. Exactly. And that's that. So I, I don't think – and just because that these guys make these types of films or shows doesn't mean they can't make one that's PG-13. Look, Lord and Miller did the Lego movie. <laughs> And they also did 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. Yeah. And you can't get more crude and raunchy in some of those scenes in those mm-hmm. movies. So it doesn't mean that they can't do different types of films and different types of um, even genres. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think we'll see an R-rated Star Wars film ever. No. In my no. opinion. Absolutely not. And, and I'm with you, King Tom. Wakanda for life. Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah, King Tom, what's up? We heard you got blocked by uh, Liefeld, right? Damn. Saw, What'd you I do? I had my phone that was working. I saw some... Uh, some cool happenings happening on Twitter, but you know what? Uh, King Tom knows what he's talking about a lot of times. So, and and it's just one of those things. People say stuff to creators, and then creators can't handle it. And one of the greatest decide. creators in yeah. the history of comics. Yes, his creator. I I actually in that thread I replied to King Tom. His Rob Liefeld's created by uh, status is sketchy at best. Ooh, someone else part. is going to get blocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually, good. I don't. I follow him on Instagram, but not on Twitter. But huh, good thing. Rob Liefeld, like any other creator, whether it's music, uh, cartoons, comics, they don't like to be challenged. Not so much they like. They don't like to be challenged. But there's almost always someone who came up with Superman first, mm-hmm. and then someone else. You know, well, I drew it, so it's my guy. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things, or. You know, I'm the one who voiced Bugs Bunny first. And then, you know, it's like all these weird things. And, you know, you have to trace it back to origins and stuff. And Rob Liefeld is, he's got some, and, and they all do. All these ca- uh, creators have some darkness over there. Don't don't side. feel bad, King Tom. No. Lumber, Lumberjack Nick got blocked by John Boyega <laughs> for a day or two. <laughs> Maybe Liefeld will come around. <laughs> yeah. Keep your head up there, buddy. <laughs> and thank you for that voicemail. Just tell him. Just tell him who you are. Yeah. Just tell him who you are. Another voicemail that let us talk for another hour and a half. That was good. (laughs) Thank you, King of All Toms. We really appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Let's listen to Neil's take. I think he has another take on on Solo. 
Let's see what good old Neil from Chicago has to say. Yo, what's up, sisters? It's uh, Neil from Chicago giving you a call. Um, calling about uh, the uh, Solo, a Star Wars story trailer. Um, not only the 45-second uh, uh, Super Bowl one, but the one from uh, Good Morning America. I got to say, after seeing the Super Bowl one, I mean, I was I was really excited. But then when I saw the Good Morning America one, I am, like, supremely hyped for this movie. I think even more surprisingly than The Last Jedi. And I don't know if that just has to do with my you know, disappointment with where The Last Jedi went, but whatever. I mean, the characters look good. The costumes look amazing. And additionally, that droid that uh, is with Kira and is driving the Falcon with, uh, looks like Lando at one point. I mean, that's awesome. You can even see when he does, when the hand, uh, Lando moves his hand, the droid moves with him. And they've even got a picture in uh, Entertainment Weekly that shows that off, which is really cool. So, um, anyway, uh, really looking forward to this movie. Want to see what you guys think about the trailer. And uh, thanks again for what you guys are doing. All right, have a great week. Bye. Neil, you obviously on the same page as we are. Uh, except for the Last Jedi stuff. You know, I hear some... Uh, some last Jedi resentment there. Huh. I don't know if I'm down with that, Neil from Chicago. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not real hip to it. I'm not hip to be square. Sorry, I keep my 10-foot pole with me all the time. <laughs> at all times. I just don't go too far. Is that what you're calling it these days? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you are Puerto Rican and black. I was just about to say that. Keep man. them away. Neil, I am so happy that you're so pumped up about this one because that's exactly, just you just heard us, that's exactly how we felt. And we are very excited, and I cannot wait for fucking May, Neil. Mm. Neil, maybe we'll come down to Chicago and see it with you. Up, oh, you mean? Don't make promises. That way, Eric Struthers can come and visit us. He's closer. <laughs> yeah, man, I would Neil, totally we're do stay that. With you. If that's cool, we're going to stay with you. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to bring the Last Jedi Blu-ray, and we're going to watch it until you yeah, like he, it. Exactly. <laughs> you got to pinpoint what you didn't like about until it. Until you, you like it. Guys. Just kidding, you know. It's going to be Clockwork Orange, baby. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. oh, sweet Jesus. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, Neil, you can absolutely not like it. A lot of people didn't like it, but you guys are all wrong. Okay. So, <laughs> just kidding, Neil. Just kidding. But, again, what a great time to be alive as a, a fan of this franchise. Yes. We're getting all things that we've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Even if we didn't really want it, we really did in the mm-hmm. back of our heads. All right. Wow, we just did about an hour and something minutes of uh, Star Wars talk, guys. It's great. Sweet, man. That was great. That was fantastic. We're going to kind of compile everything real quick into a bunch of trailers for the Super Bowl that you guys saw, but I'm just going to go over some of them, and we're going to get our quick takes on these. Jurassic Park 5. Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? We don't really believe it. It's like a miracle. Something's coming. It's a T-Rex. It's a T-Rex. It's not a T-Rex. Blue, come with me. You know you can't stay here. Jurassic World. The island. You're all right. Easy, girl. All of that is in the past. Am I dead? Not yet, kid. 
want to show you the future. What is that thing? They made it. <laughs> Jurassic World 2. What did you think about Jurassic Park 5? The separate franchise. Jurassic World 2. Separate franchise. Boo, since you're a big fan of this franchise. Yes. We have completely different thoughts on this. Yes. Um, I thought it was very cool. Uh, it kind of... It kind of scares me from what we saw that... I get the feeling that this is basically... Uh, what is it? Uh, Jurassic World Two or the Lost World? Kind of, I get that that feel from what is being said, some of the lines and stuff like that. Them saving the dinosaurs and other things like that. You know, the little girls in a room. There's a dinosaur in it that harkens back to the kid. You know, his dog gets eaten and 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 the T Rex is chewing on it and the doghouse is hanging out. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. That kind of makes me nervous. But if I put that to the side and hopefully it's a brand new idea. Or not a brand new idea, but a, a reimagining kind of thing. It looks very good. It looks like there should be a lot of epic moments, earth shattering. Not you know, not just with the uh, the volcano, but a lot of big holy shit moments that yeah. look really awesome. There were a ton of them, and it looks fantastic. You know, it's it's every time I you know you can watch all the Jurassic Park movies and all this CGI, but every time you see dinosaurs on screen, it is incredible what is it what is that about like any when the dinosaurs come on screen the goosebumps yeah instantly come on your jaw just drops you're like holy fuck even though you've seen it you know what is a ton of times and the trailer the very beginning of the trailer talks about that Mm -hmm. when you first see a dinosaur yeah it's it's just like like a holy thing yeah yes exactly a miracle yeah yeah so you like the trailer yeah 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 i did yeah it, it makes me a little bit nervous but i'm i'm hopeful that i'm wrong here's the thing I liked the trailer too much because it did <laughs> it did exactly what Solo didn't do, which was it showed way too much. Yes, the Solo trailers were, teaser were so great because I can't figure out things completely, and I didn't see I, I didn't see the like these there were amazing scenes and I loved the shots, but in this Jurassic World they showed some cool shots that I would have loved to see on the big screen. Him flipping through the mouths of the T Rex. Uh huh. Through the teeth and stuff, mm-hmm. those scenes, the beginning scene with the the monstrous looking dinosaur that they built again, mm-hmm. um, I just thought that they showed too much. Like you don't need to show that stuff to get people to go see Jurassic World two slash Jurassic Park five <laughs> because it made a billion fucking dollars and it's and it's dinosaurs. Everybody it's fucking dinosaurs. loves you dinosaurs. You don't need to fucking show every scene and like show all the crazy stuff. I liked it better than the first trailer. I just thought it showed too much. Eric, you didn't get a chance to see this one, did you? No, sir. You can go ahead and make fun of me, though. No, I will it's, not. I'm not, cool. I will not. I'm not making fun of you anymore. That's my new thing. It's my new lease on life. Is I'm going to be just completely straight, straight-edged with you. I'm, I'm going to be totally cool with you. Is that, is that cool? You, you should probably edit that out because then everybody's going to call you a liar. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we'll see how long that time. lasts. Yeah. yeah. You've had a busy week, Eric, so I'm not going to harp on you watching all this stuff and get pissed at you. <laughs> let's talk uh, it's let's, been pretty crazy admittedly i know i know i'm sure it is Let, let's talk real quick about westworld season two look at this world this beautiful world 
we built this world together. A world where dreams come true. A world where you can be free. But this world is a lie. This world deserves to die. Because this is your world. We've lived by your rules long enough. We can save this world. We can burn it to the ground and from the ashes build a new world. Almost done with Westworld. Oh I haven't my finished it yet. God, <laughs> dude. I'm watching one episode a day. Relax. I'm watching one episode a day. I got a lot of shit to watch. This is why he has a new lease on life, Eric, because he realized that he's almost as bad as you, Eric Jr. Yeah. And you, you have, you have <laughs> every that, excuse in the book. Yeah, the tides have turned. You're Eric. good, See man. Who's talking uh, shit? Raj has. He leads the podcast. Damn it! What did, what did it say? No, April. I have no time. I got to edit. Sorry. I got to do stuff. Sorry. I don't have time for all this. It comes back in April, right? That's when it said April something. You got till April. <laughs> No, no, I will, I'll finish it in two days. I'm you watching sure? one a day. Are you sure? Yes, I you, have like three more to watch. You've been saying that. All for, I know is you've been saying I, that for months. All I know is that the, what I saw last scene, last episode, big, <laughs> giant spaghetti monster. Nope. But holy he shit, never, he hasn't gotten to that part. He yet. hasn't gotten to that part yet. No. Um, holy shit! So I'm gonna say I was not expecting what I saw. What'd you see? Well, I'm not gonna say because I don't want to spoil it for people. A lot of people haven't watched Westworld. Okay. So Westworld two trailer looks beautiful. They have the Kanye West song in the background done in piano. Really cool. Really cool. And if you watch the show, you'd realize that during the shows you hear piano songs from major major artists like Radiohead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a Zeppelin song. There is. Yeah. Yeah. So you hear piano recorded recorder like old school western stuff yeah where it plays by itself yeah, yeah. and they they do the kanye west song and it works perfectly and the trailer looks amazing it's yeah. a great show I'm guys literally gonna have to watch the season finale of the first season and then hopefully roll right into mm-hmm. season two i highly recommend the show it just it's taken me two years to watch it it doesn't <laughs> say anything to the show okay so westworld fantastic great trailer cloverfield paradox on netflix Trailer was crazy. These two guys saw it. Yep. And these two guys ruined it for me because they start talking about the fucking movie. The movie. The movie. Right. Well, you need to watch the movie. Well, now I don't have to watch the movie because you guys told me already. We didn't, no, sh- we we didn't ruin the movie. Calm down. You still you have to told watch me it. that it's in Cloverfield and there's a paradox. That's right. You yes. ruined everything for me. That's yeah. all you needed to know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, all you these need? guys saw it. Quick takes. What'd you guys think about it? Let's go first, please. I loved it. Absolutely. That's enough, Les Boo. Loved go it. ahead. <laughs> Touche. Just kidding. Go ahead. Absolutely loved it. The cast is amazing. It's actually a really strong cast. Uh, just a great... I don't want to say what it is. You're right. Why not? Really you don't told me what it is it, earlier. But it, in essence, is 
We don't know that yet. I'm trying to be as ambiguous as possible. All right, I'm not going to let you ruin this for people. Go ahead, Sorry. Bill. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with Les. I wouldn't say that it's great, but it's very good. Uh, the cast is incredible. Was it the way the movie's put together? The plot points in the movie are very cool, scientifically based, so you buy everything. Oh, okay. I dig that. And then the overall purpose for the movie and how everything kind of ties in is not on the nose, but it's around there where you're just like, well, wait a minute, maybe it could be this, or maybe it could be that. Or something like that. So you don't really know how this really ties in yet to everything else, which is very cool. Good. Uh, there's there's one, well, not sequence, but there's a part of the movie that's pretty cliche to me. It's kind of, that was a bit too on the nose, where I'm just like, oh, come on. It, <laughs> come on. You know, I, I, I saw that from a mile away. Well, well no, it had of, all the tropes. It had, it, it's a space thriller, so yes, it had all the tropes. Nobody can hear you scream, yeah. The different things going on yes. of course that most yeah. space thrillers have set in the cloverfield franchise mm-hmm. this you guys are still approval thumbs up for this one definitely yes you got to see it eric did you see cloverfield the, the very first one back in the day no. back in the day yeah you didn't see it okay all right you should that that's one and no joking aside that's one maybe you should see yes because it was it was well done it was jj abrams as well yes does yes, jj abrams have a part of this Is bad robot doing this he, yeah bad robot yeah. doing okay. it it's a jj abrams film okay all right he didn't direct it but it's his and his i love film. to see after westworld that i see bad robot that makes me feel really good that jj yeah. was involved in westworld mm-hmm. by the way very cool dude westworld is so badass yeah mm-hmm. okay so cloverfield definitely see it let's talk infinity war real quick so this is it it's all been leading to this ready Let's go. It's a great trailer. It was goosebump time. Yep. We didn't see anything that was too different. The internet went crazy because Thanos had some scars on his face and mm-hmm. everybody thought it was Wolverine oh, going at him. On. That's right. definitely not going to happen. I loved it. Captain America looked badass. <gasps> so cool. With his two little arm shields. Yes. Month of May is going to be crazy. Fucking bananas. Extremely bananas. Extremely bananas. We're going to have three epic films. One, one dropped the trailer today. One dropped the trailer today, and that is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And that one's really, really funny. And I heard that there's Thanos references looming all throughout the mm. trailer. I just read that after I saw it, but I didn't notice anything. Hmm. And Thanos is... Cable. Yes. Josh Brolin, yeah. Which is which is interesting. And I, I love the little jab to DC. But, yeah. but there is a thing because as far as the comics goes, Thanos hates Deadpool. Okay. Thanos hates Deadpool because Deadpool, in essence, cannot die. Neither of them can die. Yeah. Neither of them can die, but Deadpool, like, cannot die. Yeah. <laughs> so Lady Death, Mistress Death, the one of the four entities in the Marvel Universe, she is enthralled with Deadpool. And, and Thanos worships death. So Thanos' whole thing is, I want to prove to death that I am worthy. Great, I'm worthy of your love. De- death is more like, no, no, no. What's up with this guy over here who gets blown to bits but comes back to life? Word. Starts doing a, this, I think it's the thing called the dance with death. Mm-hmm. And Thanos is like, what the hell? I've done this. I've slaughtered billions for you. <laughs> Blinked yeah, out half the life in the universe. Campy. But it's really cool uh, little take that they have, a little iteration that they do. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure in the trailer the jokes are just Ryan Reynolds doing his thing, but 
as far as a literary basis, yeah, Thanos cannot stand Deadpool. That's funny. Looks like Cable can't stand Deadpool. Yeah, really. So let's put that on right now. I was born into war, bred into it. People think they understand pain, but they have no concept of it. What's the most pain you've ever felt? Maybe the kind that leaves you more machine than man. Wait, no, stop! What in the actual ass? Dale, why, why, why are the visual effects not done? It's a metal arm. It's not like we're trying to remove a mustache. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll do it myself. I'm Cable, and I'm from the future, and I like blowing shit up. Pew, 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 pew. Reach for the sky! Oh no, Sheriff Deadpool. You know, you're a lot taller in the- Shut up, you little asshole. Take this- Oh! Regeneration powers, activate! That's not something you say. Zip it, Cable. I got the stones to help you. No! No biting. They're done already? Oh. Wow, that was unrealistically fast. Okay, hit it. Your time's up, you dumb fuck. Well, that's just lazy writing. There you have funny ass Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and Josh Brolin doing it up. And we see, if you go watch the trailer, you'll see that Terry Crews is in this trailer as well. He, there's some cool shots. You yes. definitely need to watch this trailer. It's, it's even funnier when you watch it in real life. You've probably watched it already. <laughs> so there it is. Deadpool month of May is going to go ape shit. We're going to have Infinity Wars, Star Wars, and Deadpool mm-hmm. all in the same month. Well, let's talk a little Shazam because Shazam got a synopsis. Ooh. Finally got a synopsis. And this is what the synopsis is. And let me ask Les to enlighten us if this is, sounds about right. We all have a superhero inside us. And it just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. Billy Batson's case by shouting out Shazam... This streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into an adult superhero Shazam, courtesy of an ancient wizard. Still a kid at heart, inside a ripped, godlike body, Shazam revels in this adult version of himself by doing what any teen would do with superpowers. Have fun with them. Can he fly? Does he have x-ray vision? Can he shoot lightning out of his hands? Can he skip his social studies test? Shazam sets out to test the limits of his abilities with the joyful recklessness of a child but he'll need to master these powers quickly in order to fight the deadly forces of evil controlled by Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. How did that sound to you, Les? Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wizard is actually named Shazam that gives Billy Batson yes, his, I knew that. his powers. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that Sh- uh, Batson does is c- call out Shazam, turn into Captain Marvel, who is Shazam. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Fly up as high as he can into the stratosphere, say Shazam, and turn back into Billy in just skydive straight to the ground and then call Shazam like literally a hundred feet before he hits the ground. <laughs> so he does goof around. Yes. He totally goofs around. Hell of a rush. <laughs> yeah. Just like Shazam. And, I, and I'm glad they got Zachary Levi because so, he, I can totally see him joking mm-hmm. around and screwing around and being yes. that guy. So yeah, that's just a couple of things. So the synopsis sounds good to you. Yes. Very good. cool. Because that's the whole thing is he's a kid still. Right. So even though he's a champion, he's like on Superman level strength and everything. He's still a kid, and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, shit gets real, and he's bleed. You know, he's like, that's, that's going to be interesting. Got to be it's able to be do fun. this thing. Yeah. And they got the kid from it to be the 
the young uh, kid, I guess, right? Which or one? Or the friend or something like that. Oh, yeah, the friend. That's I think right. the friend. Very cool. And you were saying that there might be a, a trailer coming out this week, a teaser for Venom. Is that true? I think it was a poster. I think I read it wrong, but I oh, think okay. it's the Maybe poster, a poster was put up. Tomorrow, actually. Is I, it the poster or the teaser? The poster. I saw the poster today. Oh, okay. you did? And it says teaser tomorrow. No. Yeah. Of course well, tomorrow being third. Well, well, we're recording Wednesday night, so that would be a Thursday. Thursday. So last Thursday, or yeah, this past Thursday, teaser is supposed to drop. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story. Everyone's got their thing. Maybe it's a breakup. A death. An accident. Whatever it is, you used to be one thing. Now, you're something else. We all have our own problems. Our own issues. Our own. Demons. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, they, they finished filming, I think, a couple weeks ago. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy. Yep. So we, yeah, again, Man. what a great time to live. So there you have our quick rundown of all the crazy stuff that came out in the Super Bowl. I'm sure we missed some stuff. Um, I know this was a oh crazy Star Wars solo centric episode. There is one more thing we want to talk about, only because we talked about it last week, and I know that Boo ended up watching this film mm-hmm. or the series. The right? series, yes. And this was Altered Carbon. Yes, Emily Lynn's show that she was so pumped up about. Yes, Les and I both finished it. Oh, yeah. you did too, Les. Okay. Yes, I did. I'm glad they didn't talk about this one because they didn't ruin this one for me. <laughs> so what is your take on this This show? Is it worth watching? Very much so. Very, very much so worth watching. Let me say two things right off the bat. These are not negative things at all. You have to be invested in the show. The first episode, a lot is thrown at you. This is a completely different world than your sci-fi brain has seen or could imagine. So really pay attention. Really be invested. It's all explained very well. Don't be afraid. You're going to not be lost in spots. Like Blade Runner-esque? Yes, but simpler in a sense. More more explanation in a sense, I would I would say. Less less noir and more this is what's happening and this is what you, you know, this is the world that we live in kind of thing. More explanation. So yeah, so there's a lot going on. So much so that I was watching the show and my roommate comes in and says, what are you watching? And I tell him, he's like, oh, what is it about? I'm like, dude, to be honest, you got to watch it on your own because there's a lot of shit for me to explain and I'm going to fuck it up. (laughs) So watch it. You got to watch it. It's just a lot to get. My second point, not for kids at all. No. I got a a text message. Do not have kids watch this anywhere near you. Don't have them. I texted you and said, don't let Skyly watch. No. Do not have her in the room Yes. Fuck, out of the house. There's schlongs. There's there's, schlong. There's breasts. There's grotesque murder. I mean, there's blood everywhere. Some fucked up shit. I mean, it is... It is. I was surprised. Not for the faint of heart. No. I was surprised this was a Netflix show, to be honest how much violence and how much nudity that was going on. Yeah, like in the second episode, you see Dick just walking around. There's see Dick. There's see Dick. Yeah, you see Dick. Are you sure it's the, not the guys from Game of Thrones that did this? I was it, just about to say, what, yeah. this is Netflix's definitely their Game of Thrones kind of deal. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. 
so after those two points, it is a very good show done extremely well. The CGI and the and how everything looks is incredible. Uh, the acting is top notch. The action is kick ass. the 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 entire story is very cool. All the characters in it are, are done very well, and they're very cool to see. The world and what is and what the main story revolves around is very cool. It's a very original idea, very well done. It's just really intriguing. So much so that I finished it in like two days, three days, something like that. Binge to the whole show, and I haven't done that in a while. Cool. So yeah, so it is. It is very good. Very yeah. good. Must see it. That's exciting. Yeah. You're on, you're on board? I'm totally on board. A lot of times we get the whole base of like immortality and like being able to live forever and what, what's the next move as far as humanity goes. And this gives a very cool way of putting that thought out there. It's just a really cool new take, different idea on what happens. So, and it, it hits all the levels. So it hits on how the rich are rich and they're able to do whatever they want, poor are poor, and you're stuck with whatever the hell you get. And, there's religion. It's just, it brings everything. It has all the, the social, I guess, climbs that we deal with on a daily basis. Set in the future? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Did they sell that to you, Eric? Yeah, man. I'm sitting here thinking, wow, I've, I should go watch it right now. Just stay up all night and watch several episodes. <laughs> I think what we should that's do, That's the Eric, only way I can watch TV without my kids around. <laughs> I think we should watch together and Skype each other and look at <laughs> each other's faces while we're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd end up looking at something else of, of me. So, Well, I don't have the Zoom feature on this laptop. Whoa. No. So I don't you know if I can liar do Liar you. What do you mean liar? I don't have a Zoom feature on this laptop. You took a Why shot you at gotta him. hurt me, man? You took a shot at him, dude. You took a damn shot at him. That was fast. <laughs> he just said, Why you gotta hurt me? Yeah. God. That was fast. I'm sorry. I decided this was like the episode. that I lied This is like the episode of, episode of Seinfeld where they had the contest. You're Kramer. I'm out. You're out? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was fast. You just walked right back in I'm and slammed out. the money down on the table. Right. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. <laughs> it's all right. No, you know, you're not and don't be, but. <laughs> okay, I think this is a good spot to let's finish the show up. All right, so before we do finish the show, we want to thank all the new listeners. We want to thank Simon again for making our cool new logo and yes, designing some other stuff. Much. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. And uh, next time, I swear, I will let you guys know before I switch anything up. Um, <laughs> this is a democracy. I got a little, little Trumpitis there. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize. Yeah, pull the power move. Also, make sure to listen to all the MSW shows, the Steel War show that we did with the call-ins. Rogue One, Star Wars Podcast winners, they do a great job breaking things down. Blue Harvest, amazing. All the other great podcasts on the MSW Network. Also, go on to MakingStarWars.net. They have full coverage of all these insane Star Wars news and crazinesses that we're getting day in and day out now. People, it's a good time to be alive. Yes, it is. We'll catch you next week on episode number 80 of The Sith List. There's a bottom to the top. I'm going
You can't. 